Everything that I've executed on was always available to me. Yeah. I do believe that everything happens when it's supposed to. So I think I needed to learn some lessons yeah. in life that I learned from obesity, that I learned from some failures. So here's the thing. Entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople. We all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, I have Tyler Whitman, longtime client, good friend, million dollar listing extraordinaire, stories for days. We're here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So so Tyler, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's very exciting to be here. I yes. feel like it took a little long to be asked, but I'm, you know, grateful, <laughs> grateful to be present. Yes. Yes. Okay. Who's in charge of that? Brenda, is this your response? It, can't, it certainly can't be. Oh, I'm getting the, I'm getting the, f yes, I got the finger wag right there. That was yeah, the, right. the finger things or the finer things. <laughs> that was. So I'm sorry, if you're listening right now, or you're watching us on video, um, you know, Tyler is, uh, is hysterical, is brilliant, and has found himself in a really unique situation in New York City real estate. Um, so before we talk about million dollar listing, let's go to the backstory first. And I think, okay. you know, you, you revealed a lot in the show last mm -hmm. year, um, you know, for the seven real estate agents on the planet that are not watching some for a million dollar listing, pay attention. So, so who is Tyler Wooden? Give, give him like some understanding of who is this guy and how did you get to this moment? Uh, all right. Well, this is going to be a long podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> we have four days together. Let's go. It's going to be a series. Um, you know, I uh, I grew up in the South. Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely um, uh, came from an amazing family. Yeah. So I was very lucky in that department. I had a very uh, loving, warm, welcoming family. Um, and I grew up. My whole family had weight issues. That yeah. was that was that was part of our story. Yeah. Um, and I think being in the South, I was telling somebody this the other day, is that like when you're overweight in the South, it doesn't, especially at the time that I was growing up, sure, it didn't really feel that abnormal. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I walked around being like, oh, like I have an eating issue. I have a weight issue. Um, and I came out of the closet when I was very young yeah. uh, and, so, and was also welcomed with open arms, even in the South. Uh, so I had like the easiest coming out story. People are like, oh, did you eat your feelings? Cause yeah. you had like a tough time as a homosexual in Alabama. I was like, like no, no, actually, actually. <laughs> I was like, it was great. No, I was gay and I really like food. <laughs> right. I was like, if anything, I ate my happiness. But, um, and then it was actually when I moved to New York that yeah. I started to feel different, which I think was, uh, uh, was ironic to most people because, yeah. um, and it was for me coming to New York and I was always chubby. I was not obese mm -hmm. at this point, mm -hmm. um, but coming to New York had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I had gone to college for a semester um, and knew that I was clueless. And it was the first time I really think that I felt like uh, an actual depression, for lack of a better word. Sure. I don't think I knew that's what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And my mom freaked out because she'd only known Happy Tyler. And she was like, do you want to go to New York? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And so uh, so we got to New York. It was supposed to be a quick thing. Um, ended up getting a job waiting tables at Planet Hollywood in Times Square. Really? That was, my, that was my first job in New York City. That's hot. Very glamorous. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Not much has changed, actually. That's the Tyler Whitman story. Yes. <laughs> I'm a manager now. <laughs> How did you get into real estate? So... Um, uh, that is the best part of the story. So I moved in with a stranger off of Craigslist. 
Mm-hmm. And he was a real estate agent. Okay. And I started to kind of like see his life and we became, to this day, he's still my best friend. Mm-hmm. It was one of the luckiest Craigslist uh, move-ins ever. And he was doing rentals in the East Village. Yeah. And he was like, why don't you get your license and you can kind of like help me show apartments and, you know, see if it's like, you know, you'll figure out what you want to do with your life from there. Um, and so I did, and that was pretty quickly after I got there, which was 2006 mm-hmm. and started doing rentals with him. And I was like, oh, I was like, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. Um, and only worked with him for a few months before I went rogue. And do you think there's a correlation between being in the service business, being a server oh, and being sure. in real estate? For sure. And I actually think that should be a rite of passage that every human has to go through. I think you should wait tables. You learn so much about, uh, A, yourself, like what you will and will not deal with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who is your ideal customer? (laughs) Who is is your non-ideal customer? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I I could walk up to a table and be like, we're going to have fun or this is going to be a nightmare. (laughs) Like very quickly. And so... uh, um, anyway, got into it, realized yeah. I did have like a natural gift for people and sure. that, that quickly showed up for me. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was like, I think I have something here that yeah. some people don't. Um, and I'm of the school of thought. I think anybody can learn how to do real estate. Yes. I think anybody can learn the actual process of mm-hmm. doing it. Um, I think the hard part of real estate is the mindset getting up when you get knocked down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is something that in the beginning was my struggle. Like yes. that was, that was hard for me. Um, and uh, and then also just learning to deal with multiple personality types. Yes. Because that was actually always my strength, even when I was with the difficult tables. Agents, buyers, sellers, leasers versus the you know the moms and dads, the couples, yeah. the drunk couple at the restaurant. It's it's all of that. Right. Or some people are just difficult people. Sure. And some people are gonna have fun, and yeah. some people are gonna be worried about everything. Yes. And like that, even when I was waiting tables, I felt like I could walk up to any table, and I'm like. We're gonna, I'm going to make it okay for you. Yeah. You're going <laughs> like, to make your show. Right. It's going to be okay. <laughs> right, right? You're right, going to make your right. show. Like, You're only getting a cheeseburger. Like, don't, <laughs> don't stress it. I know. Like the Captain Cunch chicken is coming. <laughs> so that's one of the Planet Hollywood specialties. I, we, I think we all assumed, yes. <laughs> so, so you went rentals and then did you go resale or did you go rentals manager? I went rentals manager. Tell us so, about that. So I would say in 2008, through 2011 was when I really started to pack on a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, and I was uh, struggling a lot financially. I mm-hmm. was uh, I was doing rentals, but barely making ends meet. Um, and I was selling tickets in Times Square to tourists in between showings to like try and get an extra 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah. You just got like a percentage of your ticket yeah. sales. And uh, I was doing whatever I could, but constant, like I didn't like answering my phone because it was usually a bill collector. But mm-hmm. I was like, if it's not saved, I was like, it could be a client. I was like, this is either somebody who's going to give me money or ask me for money. <laughs> I was like, and I never know which one it's going to be. There's no, and, but I mean, you say that with a smile, but like everyone listening knows the stress and anxiety of that. Oh, no. I, I know the stress and anxiety. I've had of to that. turn it into humor for me. Yeah, That's how I do it. With yeah. I mean, stuff. I think everyone listening yeah. gets that, right? So, so, so you're, you're putting on this weight, but you're also leading people. You're, you're struggling financially. Like how did this, like, like where, how did this Tyler show up? What was the cocoon that you had to break through and, you know, flap your wings sort of met flap metaphorically, right? right? Like, you know, I actually remember my mom takes all credit for it, but she, my mom doesn't have that much money. You know, she's Mm -hmm. a nurse in Alabama. Yeah. Um, and I kept having to call her. When I asked her for a bailout, I was like, can you give me $40 so I can eat tonight? We're not talking like thousands of yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah. That I was like, they're just gonna have to come for me and get what they get. Yeah. Um, 
And so, and the last time she sent me money, she was like, I'll never send you money again. And she was like, the only, she's like, you'll always have a place to live. She's like, but next time it's to come home. She's like, I'll buy you a ticket home, but that's the only penny you're getting from me moving forward. And there was like a, I went into survival mode because I was like, I have too big of an ego to move home. I'm not yeah. going back to Alabama to tell everybody how this didn't work out for me. Yeah. Um, so that was like my first wake up call. And part of the reason I, I went into management for two reasons. I was like, let me take the safety of a salary. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't live in this commission life anymore. Yeah. And um, and also at that point, I was pushing 400 pounds. Uh, I'd really gotten up there. You guys and, even, I mean, so my team is here. Could you even imagine him at 400 pounds? It was really attractive. <laughs> it was, it was if I don't mind saying so myself. I know. I was like, people really liked it. Um, and so I, uh, uh, and so I honestly, I took the management role. Yeah. It was just available at the office I was working at. Yeah. They were looking for somebody. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, I know how to do the process. I know how to train agents. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll take the salary. And yeah. and at that point, uh, that was definitely a joke. I did not feel good about myself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my, my spirits were in the dumps about my appearance and my health and everything. Um, and I just didn't want people to see me. And so I almost felt like I could hide as a manager. I didn't need to be client facing anymore. Sure. And, um, and then honestly, uh, one of the last deals that I did, uh, was with these guys who had graduated from Princeton and we had a great experience, like cut from the same cloth and they started referring me tons of people from Princeton and then Princeton became Harvard and Harvard became Yale. And mm -hmm. I was filtering all this business down to my team. Next thing I knew we were just handling relocation for these Ivy league educated kids, which was hysterical to me because I didn't go to college. Yes. And yeah. I was like, Whoa. but like, welcome to New York city. This is going to be fun. I got your back. We're going to take totally. care of you. The right. I mean, you, totally. the service mindset, right. And you made it fun. Yeah. And so two of the guys had graduated from Yale and I was at this point, I'd been managing at that firm for like a year. Mm -hmm. And these guys reached out to me and they're like, hey, we're thinking about starting a brokerage and um, and we want to pick your brain about like the pain points of the industry. And so I did that and I started meeting with them every few months. And then like a couple of years later, because this was like every few months for a couple of years, yeah. they're like, we've raised a little money and we're thinking about starting a company. Mm -hmm. And do you want to start it with us? And uh, and I was like, I said no at first, actually. Yeah. I was like, I was yeah. too scared sure. because I was also, because they were very successful, very smart. I, I was like, oh, they're going to find out that I'm not. I'm what not I, smart I, enough. I'm not, what, I'm not what I've yeah, been yeah. pretending to be in yeah. front of them. Um, and so, and then it was like six months later that I was like, uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I took the plunge. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, yes. And so we started this company. At the time, we were called Sweetie. It was spelled S-U-I-T-E-Y. It was a branding nightmare. And uh, and then like a year later is when we switched the name to Triple Mint. Yeah. Uh, it's still the company I work for. Yeah. And so. What the hell is Triple Mint? So when we were naming Like you company, meet somebody with really bad breath and you're like. No. No. <laughs> you need so, a Triple Mint. So actually. <laughs> I know. I, no, can I tell the story of that? Please. Actually? So please. Uh, David Walker, who is our CEO uh, and co-founder, um, his mom was really well connected in the advertising world. Mm -hmm. uh, and this guy, Michael Baldwin, uh, who is uh, one of like the head honchers of branding for Apple was yes. like right-hand guys with like Steve Jobs um, as a favor to David's mom was like, I'll help them rebrand the company. <laughs> and and so we're all sitting in a room trying to rename the company. And it is just, I mean, it's hours and hours of brainstorming. Yes. And he's taking us through all these exercises that I was really enjoying, but by the end we were fried. Yeah. 
And he was like, you walk into, and we thought home should be in the name. We're like, home mm-hmm. is universal. We thought it should be a verb plus home. And mm-hmm. we're like, go home, be home, welcome home, this home, yeah. whatever. Nothing happened. And um, and then he was like, Tyler, he's like, you walk into a property. He's like, it's the nicest property you've ever seen in your life. He's like, what do you say? And I was just so afraid. I was like, mint. <laughs> and and um, and then anyway, and then somebody was like, he's like, no, he's like, what's even like next level of mint? Uh, and somebody at the table was like triple mint. And they were like, it's become like real estate lingo for a really sexy property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Michael was like, I love it. He's like, it's 360. Yeah. He's like triple mint speaks to the product. It speaks yeah. to the service. Yeah. It speaks to the people. Yeah. He's like, I also like that there were three people who were kind of like the beginning of this company. Yeah. He was like, that name is 360. He was like, I think we found it. Um, and then we came up with our slogan, which at the time was the refreshingly simple way to find your home. And and, um, and so we were like in it to win it. We were having mm-hmm. so much fun. What year is this? This is 2014. Yeah. And the market <laughs> now is just on fire in Manhattan. Yes. And we were having an issue as a new brand in Manhattan. Yep. Attracting top talent. Sure. Of course. And, and I will say 2014 and 2015 were my heaviest years. I was uh, at my biggest weight. And... I started to just have this vision because my job was to go get the star agent to start at the company yeah. and like take us to the top. And I started to get a vision. I was like, what if that was me? I was like, because I don't feel right as a manager. Like I'm not passionate about it. It's not what I was put on this planet to do. Um, I was like, I want to be a star agent. I was like, I just can't do it looking like this. And um, and that was always in the back of my head. Sure. Always in the back of my head. In 2015, I was at a fish concert <laughs> and I was, uh, out of my mind a little bit with a friend. And if you um, haven't seen the documentary, by the way, have you seen the documentary? No, not yet. But oh it's my God. It's, to be ins- so inspiring. it's insane. Yeah. It's, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. So, um, so anyway, I was there with the same friend who got me into real estate, the yeah. guy of a Craigslist mm-hmm. and, uh, we were dancing and I, uh, came so close to fainting. Like, and it was the first time that it ever happened to me really? and I had to like sit down and now I can think of many re- reasons why you would have been fainting at a fish concert. It was just because I was like dehydration? uh, dehydrated okay. and overweight and like trying yeah. to dance. I could not keep up. Yeah. And, uh, and it was definitely my weight. It was, yeah. and, uh, and I just started sobbing in the middle of this concert <laughs> and we were all in this big outdoor arena and David sat down next to me and I remember looking at him. I was like, as soon as we get back to the city, I was like, I'm making an appointment. I'm getting weight loss surgery. I was like, and I'm going to take over the world. And, uh, and he was like, all right. He was like, do it. I did. I went back. It was literally like the next day I had an appointment with my doctor. Two months later, I had weight loss surgery, um, which was December of 2015. Um, And then by August of the next year, I was down 200 pounds. And I would say, so this was where my real estate career. You know, but I'm going to dig in on this first okay. before, because I know, okay. I know, I know what, I mean, I know. You're like, you know the story. <laughs> I know, but I want them to know. Yeah. You know, there, uh, there has been. Uh, a lot of positive and a lot of controversy around that surgery. Of course. Right. And like, you know, you get people that say I was liberated and you get some, you know, some haters out there that say, you know, you're going to put it on back on, you you needed the discipline and blah, blah, blah. And like, so like walk us through that. Like, because now today you put it on like a badge of armor, you know, armor and you tell tens of millions of people on television, like I did this. Totally. Right. Yeah. And I, Love that. Thank I you. I love and respect the fact that you've done that. I, I so, get mixed feedback, and I was expe- I was expecting that going into course, it. Of course, of course. Um, you know, so my 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 mother allows me to tell this story. Don't worry. But uh, she had a lap band probably like fifteen years ago. Yeah, uh, lost a ton of weight, 
uh, ended up having a ton of complications, had to have it removed. And in that moment, I remember I was like, I'll never have weight loss surgery. And yeah. I was like, it's not for, for sure. And I was like, it's not going to happen. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it it's almost killed forever. my mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, Hello. Negative. And, right. And then like four years after she had that done, she switched and had the sleeve done. And I was so mad because uh, I was like, why are you doing this again? Yeah. I was yeah. like, you're, I was like, we've already seen this. And um, she switched to the sleeve and then like, Two, she looked amazing and like two years went by and then like four years went by she still looked amazing and I was like well, <laughs> I was like maybe I think maybe I want to try that yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that's such a vulnerable thing I mean it, you know look people talk about vanity and uh, and look there's there's no doubt that that is you know ruled part of the world for as long as we've existed yeah um, did you think you could have done it without it I, I had failed at it enough times to know that uh, you know, people don't really look at food as the addiction that it is. Yeah. And like when people really don't understand it, I'm like, do you know somebody who's an alcoholic or a drug yeah. addict who's yeah. like in your family? Gambling, somebody you love, whatever, right? Yeah. I was like, if there was a procedure that they could have that would cure them or mm -hmm. greatly increase their chances of curing them, I was like, would you be open to them trying it? But because food is socially acceptable, because yes. we can still show up to work, we yes. can still get our jobs done, people just don't think about it the same. No. And probably the most, the largest population of addiction probably goes to food. I don't know that for sure, mm -hmm. but theoretically that you, makes sense. If you look at the me. numbers in the US of, of people that are overweight and right. the number of people that are obese and the number of young like teenagers that are obese, right. one could make the argument that that that's that's where I'm deducing, and I'm just like I haven't run the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, we can Google that. I mean, it's right. you know, it's it's yeah. start. I have a couple friends that like that is their that's their calling. That's right. what they spend their contribution time on. So, so so let's go back. You do the surgery, and and it doesn't. You don't transform overnight. No. But what started to transform after the surgery? So it's it's you lose a lot of weight really fast the first two or three months. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I lost literally like a hundred pounds the first three months. And so That's insane. it was insane. Was, you just but, lost Tristan. Right. <laughs> I think Tristan so, weighs a hundred pounds. Right. But Kidding. The, the crazy part is firstly, while, um, when you're that overweight, yeah. when you, I remember I had lost like 80 pounds mm -hmm. and that was just when people started to notice. That's how overweight yeah. I was. Cause yeah, people yeah. were like, they were like, you lost a little weight. Like what? 20 pounds probably. Right. And I was like, you are dead to me. I was like, I'm like, we're 80. I'm like, I'm like coming up on a hundred actually, yeah. but thank you. Wow. Um, and so the hard part is, is right after I lost it, came, the weight loss came to a screeching halt. And, yes. and yeah. I went from losing a couple pounds a day sometimes mm -hmm. to, it was like a month and nothing had changed. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm still a hundred pounds overweight. Like I yeah. still, I still have yes. a journey ahead yes. of me. And so then now this the work was, begins, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't know it. It was like, yeah. it was like my higher power came down and was like, I got you. We're going to yeah, do something yeah. special right now. And, um, and I remember I was going to bed one night and I was like, I need to start exercising. I was like, I just need to get to the gym. I had always been so afraid and so embarrassed to go to the gym. And I was like, and I know the only way I'm going to do it is if I'm very public about this on social media. I was like, and you know what? I was like, I want to document my weight loss on social media. And so Damn. I was like, I'm going to do 90 workouts. I was like fitness classes. That was yeah. the commitment. I was like, yeah. I'm going to do 90 in 90 days. And I was like, every time I go take a class, I was like, I'll take a gym selfie and post it. Yeah. And I was like, and that's what I did. And I, I remember those 90 days, they were maybe the most magical 90 days of my life because uh, it started the first 30 days, I was really insecure because I think on day five, I was like, what did I just agree to do? I was like, and I can't publicly fail. I was like, I'm yeah. posting online. Yes. And I was like, but there's no way I'm gonna get through this. I yep. know myself. 
after 30 days, I started to feel normal. But then the second 30 days, my my sphere was mm-hmm. like, you're so obnoxious. You're constantly, I wasn't yeah. getting support. I yeah, was yeah, getting yeah. a lot of like, like you're so annoying. You've like become so full of yourself. You're constantly posting like these gym selfies. And so then I was like, well, maybe I, maybe now I quit. Cause like, yeah. that's the last thing I want yeah, is yeah. for like people not to like me. I'm trying yeah. to make people love me right now. Yeah. And then the last, but I, but I persevered. I was like, I can't quit. Why, Why did you keep going? Because it, I was, I had enough, there were only like two or three real supporters at that point. Mm-hmm. But I really felt like I couldn't let them down. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, okay, I was like, I'm gonna do it for them. And I was feeling incredible. The weight loss had started to pick back up again. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to see results. And I was like, I don't actually, those middle 30 days were very tough for me. Like very, very tough. What were you saying to yourself? What did you, like we were just thinking about like our time with Todd Herman recently, right? So like, yeah. you know, what were you saying to yourself, the six inches between your ears, to keep yourself going when your friends are telling you this is getting annoying, your your own self-conscious, you know, oh my God, I'm doing this and yada. Like, what did you say? What did you do? What was the trigger? What was the anchor that kept you going? I don't know if this is the healthiest, but I do remember what it was, which was, I can't be the guy who failed at it naturally and surgically. Like Ooh, I just, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. then what? I was yeah. like, I was like, then it just feels like I'm just walking towards death. I yeah. was like, I was like, if even this can't fix me. Yeah. Um, and so, and that worked for me. And but it, that's, was, it was a true fear though. Yes. It was like, I was like, the third option is I just, I was like, I can't choose a life of obesity. I was like, and this has to work. Yeah. Um, the last 30 days were insane. I, and at this point I had like 300 followers on Instagram. I don't have like a big audience. I wasn't yes. on TV, yeah. right? This wasn't yes. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. all some things have changed. Fun, things have changed. And um, anyway, the last 30 days, everything changed. Everybody who was not supporting me was like, okay. They're like, now I'm going to the gym because of you. One of my friends, like, and it was just like, all of a sudden I was like, yes. I was like, this is awesome. And the coolest part was I have a friend, uh, who is a very successful modeling agent in the city. And he came up to me one day and I'll, I don't know why this one just like really got me, Mm -hmm. but it's really just that thing of like, you never know who's watching. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, so he was like everybody in our agency. And he's like one of the top agents in the city. He was like, has been talking about how they need to get to go to the gym more. And he's like, so I told them to start following you. And he's like, now everybody follows you. And so we created an office challenge around you. And he's like, everybody failed after 10 days. He's like, so now everybody in my office thinks that you're a hero. He's like, you're the most talked about person at my office. And I was just like, you know, here I am just like walking through life with like 300 followers on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, this modeling agency, this huge modeling agency is following me and doing a competition about me, trying to keep up with me. And like, you don't know this is going on. No idea. And and then I went into the gym that I go to, Mark Fisher Fitness, who I love, that man has changed my life. And uh, and the front desk woman who had never spoken to me, she's like, I have to tell you a story. She was like, my sister just had the same weight loss surgery that you did. And she's been following you on Instagram and just realized that you've been posting at my gym and reached out to me today and was like, do you know this Tyler Whitman kid? She was like, I go to the gym because of him. And it was all of these things just started happening almost every day. And I was like, I was like, oh, like really learned the power of consistency. Just persevering through all of the things, like through the self doubt and then through the group doubt, yes. and then to get on all the other side of that and just have like nothing but support. And of course, like a few people faded out of my life. Of course, and and I was like, thank God, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they, like if people aren't on like the journey with me, then that's fine. Get, yes, you know, go go find your own. You're a supporter of your friends, right? And totally. you know, close friends and and you know, farther acquaintances because that's who we are. But yeah. if they're not going to support you, yeah, it's not the end of the world, people. Yeah, right. It's not the end of the world. Hey, are you on my VIP list? 
from the Tom Ferry Show to my podcast to all my blogs, I'm creating a ton of content specifically to help entrepreneurs like you take your business to the next level. So when you join my list, you're going to get everything delivered straight to your inbox. It's completely free to join. And when you do, I'll even send you like a one-time use promo code to save 15% on any upcoming event you want to go to. All you got to do is just go to tomferry.com forward slash VIP. That's tomferry.com. You should know how to spell it by now forward slash VIP to make sure you get all the latest information as I'm publishing it. Thanks so much. And I'll see you soon. And so my, uh, the last post that I, um, and so every single post had a formula is day, this workout, this, cause yeah. sometimes I did take a day off and then I would yeah. do two on another day. Yeah. Um, and so the, and it always had like some big explanation. It was like some huge paragraph yeah. and, um, and a ton of hashtags, like a gazillion hashtags. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to build my following. Yeah, yeah. And so on the very last day I was like day 90 workout 90. And then I was like, what am I going to post? And I just put hashtag worth it. And, yep. and that was the whole post. It was just simple. It was yep. like those four words. Um, and it got shared. I ended up, I, the next morning I woke up with like 7,000 followers on Instagram. It was on the explore page. And I had like this epic before and after picture that I was so proud of. Oh, I remember yeah. when I saw that before and after, that was like the first time I was like, oh, I was like, cause it, when you wait, have- Wait, old before? Like old pre-surgery before, like before, pre-surgery. Like to, falling down at the fish concert? Yeah, like 400 then, pounds before. Wow. To, and at this point- I saw that photo, but I want people to get like- <laughs> I mean- You were just saying 90 days before. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This was this was like the before, before. And that was the first time I had ever done a side-by-side comparison. And I didn't realize just how much I had changed until that moment. Um, and then- everything changed. I feel like that post, that picture changed my life forever. It changed my identity. All of a sudden I was a warrior. I was a successful person. I was all the things I had dreamed about being. And people started busting down my doors to do business with me. It was like, I had created this army of people who were like, he's a rock star. Mm -hmm. I want to buy homes from him. Mm -hmm. I want to sell homes from him. And so- Are we uh, still in like 2015? This is 2016. 2016. Yeah. And- I went to Phil and David who started mm-hmm. Triple Mint and were like, I want to stay at the company. I was like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. I was like, but I'm going back to selling. I was like, I just want to be an agent. Yeah. I don't want to be on the on the executive team at the company. Yeah. I was like, that's not what I want. And I thought it was going to be a difficult conversation. And they were like, go be our star. Yeah. And I was like- Go make it happen. Yeah, go make it happen. And so immediately my first step was like, I'm going to start a team. I was like, I don't have enough business for a team. I was like, I'm not doing an insane amount of sales. I was like, but I know I want to be one of those guys with an awesome team. Yeah. And so I picked the two, as I was stepping down as manager, mm-hmm. but I picked the two favorite agents that I had been managing, Ashley mm-hmm. and Josh, who are still on my team today. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, you guys want to start the Whitman team? <laughs> and they were like, sure. they were they were just yeah. like, so just like, do we have to work out every day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually met Ashley at the gym. There that you was go. You know, there So you go. like, of course we were already in that. And, um, and I felt so guilty because 2017, there was not enough money to go around. Yeah. You know, they really believed in me uh, that we were going to build something. And uh, and then 2018, we had a pretty great year. Mm-hmm. And at the end of 2018, yeah. Back tw- up though. Okay. So 2017, now you're like, I'm a stud. I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah, I, I got feel my, pretty my good. swag on. <laughs> I got my team and we suck shit. Yeah. How did you get through that? Don't, don't um, gloss over that one, man. You know, I think I was I was riding such a high, and at that time, I had uh, I had started this 
2016, I had started with a life coach. 2017, I had started coaching with you guys. Yeah. And so I had two great coaches from like two different categories, um, really kind of like guiding me through it. And my mindset, I was genuinely so proud of myself that it was just, it was really hard to get me down. My team was, you know, it's hard to say they weren't disappointed financially because I think we were all kind of expecting like, oh my God, we're going to have like this huge thing. We're going to yeah. be stars. And it didn't happen, yeah. you know? And, um, but we didn't give up. I think that's mm -hmm. all I can really say is that we still showed up. We were yeah. like, we're going to make this happen. And towards the end of 2017, we just started, uh, as my original coach Vonda would say, Mr. Mo came to town <laughs> and Mr. Momentum. Yeah. And it was, it was like all yes. of a sudden we're like, wait, so, something's starting to happen. This doesn't feel like, um, uh, you know, this doesn't feel like coincidence. Yeah. And then in 2018, we had a really big year. We, yeah. had, we had a really nice year in 2018. There's a lot of there's a lot of agents and salespeople, and like, so what does that mean? Like, what's a big year? Uh, for me, some, that year. Numbers. So uh, 2017 GCI, and keep in mind, I was paying an assistant, and I had the two agents under me because yeah. I think most people will hear this GCI and be like, "Oh, it wasn't a bad year." Yeah. But I think we did like 450 thousand for yeah. all that year, which means that they made like 40 or 50 grand each probably that first year, which in mm -hmm. New York is nearly impossible to live yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I think I barely made a hundred grand that year. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and they're like, they're like, go be a star. I know. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, gonna eat Chinese again. Yes. And so, yeah. uh, and then 2018, our GCI was like 1.6 million. Uh, so it was, we basically had like tripled Mr. Mr. Mo came to town. Oh yeah. Yeah. Momentum is um, here. And we didn't change our team at all in 20, yeah. in 2018. It was still the yeah. same size. Um, and so we were really excited. We were feeling good. All of us were making money. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I, what was the difference? It was, we, like it, from a practical standpoint, what was, was the difference? It was the longer version of my 90 day fitness challenge. Bingo. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I remember I always came back to that. And yeah. both of my coaches were constantly like, yeah, like yeah. remember when you thought it wasn't going to happen? And mm -hmm. then and then everything around you felt like it wasn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden, it happened in the craziest way you ever expected. Yeah. And that's exactly what, like, that was the lesson of 2018 for me. I was like, you're going to go through uncomfortable things and just keep pushing. It's going to be uncomfortable. Every single time something great is about to happen, it's going to be really uncomfortable first. And that still happens to me. December mm -hmm. was this most recent last mm -hmm. month mm -hmm. was awful for me it yeah. was just like business personal life i had so many bad things happen um and it was just like I almost i was like okay i was like that has to be the last one right i was like that i was like i can't do another i was yeah. like i just can't and uh january has been the most magical month of my entire life and it was just it was just another lesson again i was like Oh, and now I'm like getting to a point where I'm like, I can't wait to be uncomfortable again. Like yeah. I, like that's become like the shift in me. Cause I'm mm -hmm. like, that means that something insane is about to happen. Bring for on me. the pain, right? Yeah. Bring on yeah. the pain. Like that's like, that's the story of your, this, this whole journey is yeah. take the pain, right? Take the pain, keep totally. going, keep going. So, uh, so, so segue and tell us, uh, how did the journey of Million Dollar Listing New York begin? And I, I know you walked in and you got it instantly and they were probably calling you nonstop trying to get you on the show. So you were batting him away. Like that's the story I was told. Is that right? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> I'm not really supposed to talk about it, but I'll give. I'll tell you what I can. Yeah. Me, uh, so um, I actually do know. And if you listen to my next blog, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so in um, I guess it was uh, 
probably summit of 2017, yeah. Yeah. you started talking a lot about video. Yes. And I remember in my head, that was a no, huge- that was just that was just your first summit. I've been talking about video since 2007, but yes. <laughs> okay, yes. wow, it's the first time I listened. <laughs> but it was, and so, uh, and I was like, okay, I was like, yeah, video. I was like, I was like, I've got, I've got camera personality. I remember oh, thinking yeah. that. I was like, I was like, I could do a video. I hadn't done it before, but yeah. I was like, I was like, why not? Yeah. And so I went and made a video about, um, and it was a where has Tyler been video, and I just like made it kind of like a homemade video. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, got people. I was like, if I, if you don't recognize me, it's because I lost a bunch of weight. But you used to be my client ten years ago, and I still want to work with you yeah. and send it out to my entire database. Yeah. Got an insane response from it, and, uh, and then somebody reached out and they were like, you should do videos with these guys uh, back in New York. Yes, they're like they produce and they do all my videos. oh yes 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 all my videos and, and your videos. You, if you guys follow them on YouTube, like <laughs> you, Timmy Smith, there's a certain category of agents now that do videos that are, I don't want to call them over the top. I want to call them like theater production value, like Thank over you. the top, beautiful, but it also gets your personality. It's so they either like you or they don't. And if they love you, they call you. And if they don't, they don't. It saved you both time. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly. Right? What it's right? done. Do I have to get in a bathtub with them? Yeah. Is that how it works on every appointment? <laughs> they do. Um, <laughs> well, you know, they do. They do. That's <laughs> part of the pitch. <laughs> Let's get in so, the bathtub now. Let's go through the contracts. Um, you know, so I. I remember when I first started putting my first thing that I did big was Whitman Wisdom, which yeah. was just my 60 second series yep. and got a lot of great feedback. Also got a lot of people being like, this is career suicide. What are you thinking? Yeah. And, um, and so again, persevered, kept putting it out there yeah. and my business, that was what 2018 momentum mm -hmm. was really like. And people were, people were like, I just love your videos. And by the way, I have a friend who's looking to move. So, I mean, it was yeah. just referral after referral yeah. after referral. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I was like, I'm having A, so much fun. Mm -hmm. But B, this is also uh, uh, making me a ton of money. Yes. <laughs> so I was yes. like, I was like yes. it's a no brainer at that point. Yeah. So we ended up going to um, uh, full, full throttle with that. Mm -hmm. And Ashley on my team uh, reached out to me and she was like, hey, she's like, how would you feel if I auditioned for a million dollar listing? And I was like, go for it. I was like, they, yeah. need, they need a female on that show real bad and yeah. you're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so then she, and she was like, I would like for you to audition with me because uh, she's like, I need your book of business to yeah. be considered. Yeah. And, um, and I, and so we did, we went in together um, and they ended up, only going with one of us, uh, me. <laughs> but uh, Who'd they pick. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, uh, and so and she was amazing about it. Yes. And um, and then I do remember. I, I can't go too much into like the actual details of how it went down. But like one of the uh, like really insane moments for me, well into filming our first season. Um, one of the producers, I was talking to her and I was like, I didn't really expect it to be such a fast process. She said, it's usually not. She was like, but your Instagram is one big audition reel. She was yeah. like, she's like, it was, we, we had all the material we needed to make a decision. Perfect. <laughs> and I was like, and did everybody hear that? Yeah. Right. Hello. Like, it was such but like, we're a, all auditioning all the time. And you never know who's and watching. You never know who's watching every buyer, every seller, every renter, every investor who's thinking about coming into your town and they watch you. And when they go, you, this is the go, go, you, <laughs> there's an extra G inside there. When they Google you, this is what shows up now. Yeah. No, right? not was, just reviews on Zillow and everything else. Yeah. And I was constantly being met by real estate agents saying, oh, this is career suicide. Yeah, like I can't course. believe you're doing that. And I was like, meanwhile, I was like, really? I was like, cause I'm on the, biggest hit real estate TV show in the history of real estate TV shows. Yes. So it was like, so 
I guess we'll compare careers later. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, exactly. I was like, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. Um, and then, um, you know, and then being on the show was a whole new experience yeah. uh, with business. Um, because I think what most people think is you get on the show and your phone blows up and it's insane and everybody wants to work with you. You actually become unattainable. Exactly. I was just going to say, will you please actually tell them the truth about being on these, which by the way is like how sometimes I feel like when I'm shooting as much YouTube content as I'm doing, right. like I'm, I'm like, should I be talking to clients right now or only talking to the camera? Right? right. But you guys do it for months. If we do it, you pretty much film year round. They're following real yeah. sales. Okay. Um, and so I can't tell you how many times I've gone on a listing. My average price point is most of my business is yeah. in the two to four million range, yeah. um, which in New York is kind of like on the lower side of average. Yeah. Um, and so I now go on listing pitches all the time for my standard price points of two to four million. And most people are like, I just didn't think you'd be interested in working with me. And I was like, I will never be too cool for a hundred thousand dollar commission. Like, yes. like, like that is not going to happen. Yes. I was like, even yes. I was like, we will always have time for you. I was yes. like, as a matter of fact, we do five hundred thousand dollar sales, which is like the price of a studio in New York. I know exactly. that's expensive, yeah, yeah. but we do five hundred thousand dollar studios. All yes. you know, and yes. we have no upper thresholds. You know what I like about that? We were talking about today, like keeping the humanity in the business, and like that's a good example of where someone's ego or bravado or the way they see themselves could explode and say, I'm only going to, but like staying oh, no. with it, yeah. staying with it. Like I, I, it's the bread and butter of your business. It's like, yeah. it is your DNA. And it's also the market that you know, inside and out twice backwards. 100%. So why would you give that up? Yeah. And in our market, cause New York city's market is really struggling right yeah. now. Um, that's the moving price point. Bingo. And so like all of a sudden I was like, I'm no longer jealous of these people with the 10, $20 million listings. Oh, yes. I was like, cause you're hemorrhaging money on them. Uh -huh. And, if you're going to get an offer, it's going to be at half price. Yes. You know, it's just like, that's the way our market is right now. Yeah. Um, so I feel, I feel very fortunate. I feel very lucky. The thing that the show does give me yeah. is I now have a hook, right? Like of when course. I, when I call, when I reach out for business, mm -hmm. I always get a response yes. um, and that's changed everything. But if anything, I have to work triple as hard because now I do have this new ammunition. Mm -hmm. um, but the, I, if I get a phone call, it's usually a fake person who that sure. happens to me all the time. I bet. Um, yeah. But yeah. but it's very rarely like if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. I get had somebody call me the other day and they're like, I just cashed out seven hundred million dollars from a portfolio and I'm looking to invest all of it in New York City real estate. And I was just like. I, immediately, I'm like, I, I, I want to be excited. I do. I was like, like, but I was like, I'm just looking for the lie. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and I did. I eventually found it out pretty quickly. It took yeah, 30 it's, a, it's a 17 year old kid. <laughs> right. They're like, we love you. <laughs> Is this really Tyler? Right. Right. Um, but by the, by the way, how are you dealing with the, you know, the celebrity side of all this? I mean, I'm the kind of person who loves that side of it, right? Yeah. Like the, for me, like even being here at Elite Retreat, yeah. walking around and connecting with so many people and hugging people and telling yeah. them stories and, yeah. and it's, it's so much fun. And, um, you know, I, I think it's I, a nice thing about being on Bravo is it's the right amount of celebrity for yeah. me. And the fact that like paparazzi is not going to chase me anywhere no. I go. It's not going to no. be that. Um, but people will come over and they're always like, it's not what I expected at all. But yeah. people just come over and they're like, really love you on the show. Yeah. And like, it just feels so good. Exactly. Like, and they all, you know what? It's also my higher power because they always do it in a moment where I'm second guessing myself. I'm like, oh, am I good enough for this? Am I? Yeah. And like a stranger will walk up to me when I'm having a second, like any second thoughts about whether or not I deserve this. And they're like, mm -hmm. they're like, your story really meant a lot to me. And I'm like, that's right. 
that's right. Like there's a, there's a purpose here. Yeah. Um, but you're helping people. I mean, you, you know, you were very vulnerable in season one, sharing what you shared. And, and I get, there's always going to be the mixed reviews. And we had talked about mm -hmm. that. You know, there's going to be mixed reviews. Of course. And yet, you know, the, the young girl, the, the older man who is watching that and saying, I've been grossly obese my entire life. Like this guy actually did it. Yeah, and he I, did it and he kept it off, right? Yeah. So my my brother lives in a van. This is a true story. And he's traveling North and South America doing van life. And um, shortly after the show, and my brother's on a few episodes with me yeah. uh, talking about his van life. And um, he was in the middle of nowhere. I'd lost his phone and went to an Apple store to get a new phone. And um, anyway, and the guy was like helping him as an overweight guy. And... Um, Anyway, and the guy was like, so where are you from? And my brother was like, well, I live in a van. He's like, I'm just like driving around. And he's like, oh, he's like, that's so weird. He's like, do you guys watch Million Dollar Listing? Oh. And my brother was like, yeah. And he was like, because he's like the guy on it, his brother also lives in a van and does this. And my brother was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, oh my God. He's like, I'm so embarrassed. He was like, I have to be honest. He's like, I don't watch the show. He's like, I tune in just for your brother and his weight loss stories. He was like, because he's my motivation. And like, that's, and I remember like when my brother told me that he was like, I just had the coolest moment at the Apple store. Oh, he's yeah. like, I've got to tell you. And he's like, this guy does not watch Bravo. He's like, he just randomly heard your story and he only tunes in for you. Sorry, and, Bravo. Sorry, Bravo. I know. I know. Sorry. Guys. They're listening. They're watching right <laughs> now. <laughs> yes. I, I, you say, you never know who's watching i always know they're watching <laughs> like i always know they're checking in <laughs> so, we love you, bravo we do thank yes. you for everything yes. <laughs> tell us about the uh the food deal the um uh the, the card the, oh, did it work did it not work where are we oh. at i haven't talked to you in a little bit so uh so yes i can i can keep you up to date with this so um you know i had a a very again fortunate moment in a piece of press yeah. with chipotle and um and anyway, and I really, I was like, I'm a manifester. I believe if I want something, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to wait for Chipotle to take that. I was like, I will show them what I'm capable of. Yes. I was like, I'm going to promote, In I was like, I'm going to promote Chipotle. Like Chipotle has never seen. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I really got some steam going. Like yeah. I quickly in New York city became known as the Chipotle broker. Yeah. And like, I was throwing Chipotle open houses. I was doing the whole, yes. the whole nine yards. Yes. Um, and they were supporting me. They were giving me all the food for free at yeah. the time. Um, and I was really, I was in talks with them a lot about uh, trying to create a bigger relationship. Um, and ultimately, they, I think it's just not, it's a not right now kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, and yeah. I'm okay with that because yeah. I'm also, I was like, let me figure out like my space in this new world as well. Because, but I don't think, I I know that story is not over. Like, oh, yeah. like we, I love everybody who I met there. I met mm -hmm. a lot of the big wigs. Mm -hmm. They're really, they're my people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that was the other thing when I was talking to them, I was like, oh, we're supposed to work together. I was yeah, like, yeah. like, we're supposed to have like, a moment. You feeling this? You yeah. feeling this? I was like, I was like, like do you know what I know? <laughs> and, yeah. but they were also, they were the ones, they've been so generous to me. They were the ones, when I told them I was doing a Whole30, they have a, which is a clean eating program yep. uh, that was designed by Melissa Urban. They have a partnership with Whole30. They're like, oh, let us introduce you to Melissa. And yeah. now Melissa and I have become very close. And like half, half of the Tom Ferry ecosystem is doing a Whole30 with us yes. right now. I mean, it's been, the whole thing has been insane. Uh, and Chipotle, it was basically like, you know, we're, we're not going to do a spokesperson right now. Yeah. Uh, here is a free year of food. <laughs> yes, so I got a Chipotle a card. card. It's basically like a Chipotle black it's card. Like, and I was like, I was like you know what? Card. And I was like, hashtag worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. 
So you've, you know, you've heard me talk about it and I, I already know the answer, but I want people to get, like I say, you know, you need to create content. You need to cast a large net. You need to support and serve more people. You need to speak your truth. You need to be authentic. You need like all these, all these things that we've been talking about on yeah. video, 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 video. And then I've said to people like, you know, there are companies in your marketplace that need someone like you. You can align two brands together. Yes. So was the Chipotle thing intentional? Were you like, well, I eat this food and I'm kind of getting good at this video thing because this is pre-million dollar listing, right? So it was kind of simultaneous. Oh, it was simultaneous. It, it was simultaneous. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I does that destroy my question? But you, are you with me? Like, how did it work? It, was it intentional? It was intentional. I was like, I'm going to create this for myself. Yeah. I what I've learned specifically from you is visualizing my future yeah. and like uh, I always think of life by design because I'm yeah. like I'm like I know exactly what I want now. Yeah. Like like when you were like thumbs up, thumbs sideways. I was thumbs up the whole time. I was like, yeah. I know exactly what I want. I know yeah. how I'm doing it. I yeah. was like, just give me a little time. I'm working on it. I have yeah. a plan and I'm executing. Like yeah. I, I'm a hundred percent in. Um, and everybody around me was like, you don't a hundred. I was like, I know. I was like, I'm willing to accept the greater things happening. I was yeah. like, I am a best is yet to come person. I was like, but I will have my daytime talk show. Yes. <laughs> I was like, like yes. that's, that's yes. my high vision. I will I have a that. daytime talk show. Uh, I will be the sassy gay Oprah. And like, I will, I will change the world with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can I invest in that show? Like, yes, I would please. like to be one of the backers of that deal. Yeah. Bravo, are you listening? <laughs> yes. That may not be a Bravo thing. That may be like, we have to be NBC. NBC, yeah. NBC okay. owns Bravo. Yeah. You know, we, okay. NBC, I'll right. keep it in the family. Okay. Oh, um, how kind of you. I know. That's I know. So generous. Like NBC. <laughs> so, okay. So, as we, as we kind of wrap this up, um, first of all, I just appreciate you and I just appreciate you sharing Likewise. the story. And this has just, been, you know, I, I came into the first time I went to Summit was 2016. Oh, okay. And I remember that was, you did the future self visualization. visualization. It was one of the most life changing things I've ever done because yeah. I didn't have a, a vision at that yes. point. I had just lost weight. I was excited, but mm -hmm. confused. Mm -hmm. I was also a little bit angry at the time. Sure. Uh, Cause I was just like, I was getting attention from uh, uh, like romantic attention and friendship attention that I was like, you never, you never knew who I was before. Yeah. And so like, I was actually like in a pretty negative space, believe it or not. And I remember just had like such a, I was, I saw myself in 20 years. Clarity. I, yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's it. I was like, that's where I'm going. And it, it, it changed how I approach everything. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I really, uh, I mean, I'm very motivated now. And that was one of those really pivotal moments for me. I will be forever grateful for it. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so wrapping up, what's the thing you want to say to every listener around the world? Like, What's the, what's the little Whitman insight to wrap this up? Cause you did so many of them when you were doing that on Instagram, but what's the final final? You know, I, I really believe that you can have whatever you want to have. Mm -hmm. And I always go back to, uh, I listen to this same speech by Jim Rohn all the time. And he always says that the only difference between people who have met, he's success is easy. That's the whole lesson. Yeah. Success is easy. I know the and message. It's, just the, it's that only 10% of people are willing to do the work. Yeah. And that's what I was like, oh, I was like, everything that I've executed on was always available to me. Yeah. I do believe that everything happens when it's supposed to. So I think I needed to learn some lessons yeah. in life that I learned from obesity, that I learned from some failures. Mm -hmm. um, but the truth is, is that like, I don't think I've done anything hard. Making my videos wasn't hard. Uh, going to the gym is actually not that hard. The hardest part of showing up, yeah. <laughs> you know, the rest yeah. is easy. Yeah. Um, but everything I did is not hard. It's just that I finally did it. And, uh, and that is something that I think about all the time. I'm like, it's easy to make a million dollars. You just follow the formula, but mm -hmm. 
90% of people are not going to follow the formula. Yeah. They're going to they're going to talk about why this doesn't work and why that doesn't work. Just do the work. Yeah. Just do the work. That's 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 the life lesson. There's nothing I can say better than that. So as we wrap it up, my friend, thank you. This was super awesome. I really appreciate it. Was really you. cool. Thank you. Good work. Thank you. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.